0: Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie.
1: And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey, DB peeps. Welcome. I'm so excited. This
0: is an episode that I think has been a long time in the making. And it was funny because I just mentioned to Sean what we were doing. And he's like, it's about time. I mean, because like we are obsessed we are obsessed and so i our listeners are probably wondering like what the hell are you talking about and we are going to be talking about Whitney in I want to dance with
1: somebody yes that was so, not that was
0: not the melody that the was song. not
1: the melody but i still enjoyed it yeah thank you <laughs> so Jamie and i when we met we discovered that we mutually <laughs> loved Whitney Houston and like to the point where it had to be singing at both of our weddings, and also when it came on at both of our weddings, yeah. like we
0: we weren't together at the time, but the moment it was played, we were both like, "What?" Yeah, and like across had to the find room. each other.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was it was amazing. It's like so, our own
1: personal love song. It is. It really is. It's the DBP love song. <laughs> Oh, that's so, so true.
0: So today we, God, this bottle is like so perfect. It's beautiful. It's it, really pretty. It is really stunning. And by a surprising winemaker, I didn't realize it was by Dow, but it's called The Bodyguard.
1: Yep. And when I, we were trying to find a wine for this and I was like, oh my God, there's a wine called The Bodyguard. It's like a must. It's a must.
0: And so I'm, I'm sure that. it. Please do. And I'm sure that the listeners know like Whitney was in a movie called The Bodyguard. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think everybody knows that. Okay,
0: right? I just needed to be very clear. And uh, Kevin Costner was her co star. Love he was, interest.
1: He was pretty dreamy back then.
0: I mean, it's a funny story because I, mean, I actually just watched that movie for yes. the first time. What and, you think? well, what's funny is that I, I swear. Very nice. What does the cork say?
1: It says bodyguard. Okay, cool. I like it's it. very squeaky. Yep. Okay, you want to give me your glass, lady?
0: But while you do that, I'm just going to tell you about this. Because I am an IMDb freak. So, like, when I watch something, I must look up IMDb. Like, all the trivia facts. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's kind of amazing because I started looking at this because I was like, Kevin Costner looks... He doesn't look like Kevin Costner.
1: Okay.
0: And it turns out that he intentionally tried to, like align his physical characteristics and mannerisms and haircut and everything with steve mcqueen who really? was like a big actor from way back when so yeah it was like well done i was like good job kevin wow good that's job crazy
1: yeah all right incredible should we cheers 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 to the whitney the princess <laughs> of pop the princess of pop oh it smells like intense berry <sighs> i could just breathe that forever it's like it's, a blue, like, the it's best like blueberry perfume, pie. right? The best
0: perfume, just just spray it all over Can me. Can I just
1: swim in this?
0: <laughs> it smells really amazing. It's very deep and opaque in color. Oh like, yeah,
1: and that's the got to be well the Petit
0: Verdot, both both, yeah. I mean, it, so this, unbeknownst to us, Petit Verdot Petit Syrah. Mm-hmm. What is it? 70, 70 percent Petite so, Verdot.
1: I read seventy and thirty. Uh-huh. But I also saw 60 and 40. Oh. But I'm going to say, I think where I saw 70 and 30 was more reputable. Okay. Um, so 70% Petit Verdot, 30% Petite Syrah. Okay. Aged 15 months in, 35% New French Oak. This is 14.7% um, ABV. It's uh, like you said, is it Dow? Is that how you say it? Oh, is
0: that not how you say it? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't actually know how to say it.
1: I think it's Dow.
0: So, I mean, that's I'm go- I'm good with that. I'm good. It's a 2017. Mm-hmm. Had a couple years to
1: age. Yep. And I read that it it's very good for the wine. next 4 to 5. Yeah. It's Really? 4 to 5 years. Yeah. It's super full-bodied. I think it needs to aerate a little, but it's like it's it's smooth yet deep and like there's a lot of berries and I I know I read like cassis as a note and I totally mm. can pick up on that. Um definitely some Titanic structure, but nothing overpowering, I think.
0: I agree. I mean, I think I'm getting a ton of blueberry, blackberry. We'll see if this evolves at all. But you know me, I love my deep dark, (laughs) my my deep dark red. I know. This is definitely Uh, a California
1: wine. It's so nice. It's It's from from Paso. It's from Paso Robles in Central Coast, California. Um, So Dow is actually a last name, if any any people don't know. And um, it's their two brothers. George and Daniel. And basically... Um, I'm
0: just laughing. It says, brothers, best friends, and visionaries. I know. That <laughs> That's sounds That's so like,
1: sweet and cheesy. It is. It uh. is. It is. So apparently their estate is like amazing. Like when you go to like Napa to do tastings there. Uh-huh. And we wanted to go. I don't know if you remember.
0: Uh, yes. I mean, I remember... We didn't overly plan because we wanted to leave time and space to go
1: other places, but yes. it wasn't it, like, really expensive to go? I believe so, yeah. So the brothers, they're actually uh, Lebanese. And I believe that the estate, like, the place in Napa that you go, is they've brought things from Lebanon for decor. Oh, really? Yes. So I guess in 1956 is when Joseph and Marie Dow married in Lebanon and this was in Beirut they had a very successful carpentry business and they had a kind of a rural way of life where the ancient olive groves and farming and that type of thing but after the Lebanese civil war they decided to move to France actually oh yep and then in the early 1980s The brothers, George and Daniel, moved to California to pursue the American dream. They studied engineering in uh, UC San Diego. And um, in 1998, that's when they got a one-acre vineyard of cab and decided to start winemaking. Wow. Wait,
0: one acre of cab? Like, back in the 90s, I mean, I feel like that's a way to start. (laughs) And it's cab. It wasn't like... Anything else that then later got uprooted or, you know, yeah pulled out yeah. shortly thereafter. And I
1: love what Daniel told his dad, With which that. was, I'm going to buy this property in Paso and I want to become a winemaker and I think I can make one of the best wines in the world. And the dad said, go and don't look back, go full throttle.
0: Hell yeah. yeah. Live the dream. Yeah. Do it up. So It's like go big or go home.
1: Exactly. And
0: I think that one of the challenges is that you always want to have your parents, maybe not everybody always wants to have their parents blessing or whatever, but I think it's always good to have that support system back at home because there's always uncertainty and, you know, the fear of failure. But it's okay when people around you tell you, like, it's okay if you don't succeed in the way that you want to succeed exactly. like you just try it do it throw yeah. all of it into it because otherwise you're never going to know
1: if it was something more that you could have done to make it successful right that's perfect so, yeah wow they actually have their own mountain what so they have dow mountain <laughs> and it's 2200 feet in elevation in the hills of the Adelaida district on the west side of uh, Paso Robles it's got steep mountain slopes and it's right above the coastal range. So apparently Mm. it's the highest Mm -hmm. winery on the central coast of California. So they get this mountain breeze by the Pacific Ocean, and they've got the warm days and cool nights. So that's where they say they have the most perfect climate to ripen Bordeaux varieties and cab. Okay. So this is their terroir, is this mountain. And apparently it's got some rare soil and clay. Really? Yeah, it's very interesting. So, sorry. Before we get before we get oh, you want further to tell in, about our new member,
0: we we have a new member of DVP Recording, and that is
1: uh, Sir Winston. Sir Winston Barksworth has joined mm-hmm. the DVP Club. Mm-hmm. This um, is this is Sarah's new dog. I, you guys should go back to our pet episode when we were debating, <laughs> and I I did it. I got the puppy. Um, he's been here for a week. His name is Sir Winston Barksworth. He is a Scottish Terrier. He's currently four and a half pounds. He's so little and so cute. Yeah, he's adorable. He's um, just passed out
0: under your chair right now. Yeah,
1: so he's 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 hanging out with us. He's uh he's got his own red solo cup that he likes to hang out with, and <laughs> hence why um, he's an
0: honorary DBP member. He is an honorary yeah. DBP
1: member. Um, he saw a rabbit, and I think he got a little distracted by DBP.
0: I was distracted because he was basically pulling a broom with him.
1: <laughs> yeah. So- that, that as well. He also anyways. thinks he's like 60 pounds, so I mean, <laughs> there's that. But anyways, yes, so we do have a new member of so, DBP. So
0: you may hear him shuffling around a little bit, and yeah. that's okay. That's okay. That's
1: just how it goes. He's just a cute little dude. Yeah. The DBP family is expanding. Mm. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Yep. So anyway, we DBP, Drunk Dog Podcast. No. Drunk Barking, Barks Doggy barks with podcasts. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, so anyway. I don't know. But okay, so that's a little bit about Dow mm. and I'm I'm sipping this wine. I'm liking it, but No, okay. How much did you pay for this? Okay. So Cuz this is a, a It's it's a bit little bit pricier, right? 39.99, but I did see it online for 32 and then I saw it somewhere else for 50. So I'm not really quite sure. Basically, um, do your research. Yeah. But uh, on the back it says it's a wine of equilibrium, sleek yet powerful finishing with both opulence and structure. Okay. Kind of sounds like their quote back here also is true happiness is safety in the arms of love. I feel like that's a Whitney thing. That is
0: totally a Whitney thing. Perfect. The greatest love of all, the I will greatest? always love you. Yes,
1: this is perfect. <gasps> did I'm you just super get the happy cuz I just did. I mean
0: a little bit. Can I see the bottle again? Thanks. Yeah. The artwork on it reminds me of that is it Clint's? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like a painting that's very gold and embellished. I think it's the same, a very similar embrace that is featured.
1: Interesting. And I think,
0: I think the piece that I'm thinking of is called The Kiss.
1: Oh, I think I know what you're
0: talking about. And if it's not Clint's, then I obviously don't know that much about art, but and I
1: don't. I don't know that much that. about art. But <sighs> alas, it is a beautiful label. Okay, Whitney. I don't even know how to start. Where do you begin?
0: Uh, you begin at the very beginning. Yes. It's a very good place to start. Okay, I think Mary Poppins says that. So she was born August 9th. It's actually coming up. 1963 in Newark, New Jersey. I didn't really realize that she was a New Jersey girl. I don't know why I didn't realize that, but I felt like she was in like a more prominent or town. something? No, I thought she was like from a bigger city almost, you know? Chicago? Or New York, even. Mm -hmm. Sadly, I mean, and we'll just say, like, we love Whitney. We've said this before. Uh, We wanted to dedicate this episode to her. I mean, she's honestly been an icon throughout the decades. And, you know, it was really sad because for a while there, it seemed like we were losing huge artists in in the music industry. Just left and right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so she died suddenly. I don't know if everyone remembers, but it was the day before the Grammy Awards in 2012. And, like, the day of the Grammys, they announced it to, like, and everyone was just in a somber mood. It was so just surreal because it just seemed so unfathomable. At any rate, so we thought we would talk a little bit about why Whitney how Whitney is Whitney why she's Whitney maybe not so much focus on the negative aspects
1: (laughs) well I think we can touch on it because it definitely is part of her life that's true you can't totally overlook it yeah but yeah I agree I mean young Whitney oh man it brings so do you have a first memory because I do of listening to Whitney so I don't have a first absolute memory
0: of listening to her but my first memory so I had the cassette tape the, okay. the Whitney cassette tape. So her second album. I just remember being young and roller skating in my basement, pretending I was like an ice skater dancing to all of her songs. And yep. I wanna dance with somebody is like the one that I I just fell in love with. It was my absolute favorite. And so that I mean, that's like the
1: earliest memory that I can think of. So this is why we're such good friends. <laughs> because my earliest memory is I wanna dance with somebody. Dancing around in my family room with my friend, spinning around when my dad got the first CD player. Oh, yes. And that was one of the first CDs oh. and that he got, and I was so excited. And yeah, like, that That was, like, we were so, like, it was when CD like CDs were, like, I mean, no one had heard of them.
0: Oh, yeah. I feel like we listened to everything on, well, yeah, I mean, we had a turntable. I learned how to use a turntable when I was little. And we also had cassette tape player, but um, I don't remember how old I was when we got a, a CD player. When were CDs released? Oh, good question. I'm going to look it up. I mean, some of those who are listening may not have even been alive. 1982?
1: What? Oh, this was way after that. I wasn't even born then.
0: Wait, but... You weren't either. No, I wasn't. But But that must not have been... This was saying Listen, really? Sony.
1: Sony. Who was the first what was the first CD produced? I don't know. Paul Sawyers? Who is that? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I know that I don't know everyone I'm using. Oh but... no, I'm sorry. Hold on. Okay, I feel really stupid. <laughs> Paul Simon? <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel? No. Paul Sawyers was the author that wrote this article. <laughs> I want to hold it against you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. Um, Billy Joel. Ooh. Yeah. It was no. Billy Joel. It was 52nd Street. It was the first commercially re- released CD album. No so, way. I mean, I do love Billy Joel. Yes. Well, oh, yeah. okay. Okay. This was probably like 10 years after that. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. But still, same song, same connection. Yep. This mm-hmm. is why yes, this is why we're friends. Yeah, exactly. Um also, I don't know if you knew, I mean I I knew that she came from and we also watched that Whitney
1: the documentary, documentary where they interviewed her family, Bobby Brown. Oh yeah. I mean, it was definitely an inside look. I there were some bombshells in there. There was, <laughs> and you know, I've watched it 3 times. <laughs> I would probably... So you're the expert now. <laughs> I would probably watch it again. I would, too. Um, just, it's so, like, there are so many clips of her. And, yes, it does take a di- downward spiral, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, just hearing her story. And, like, she was so... She was had so much magic in her in the beginning. You know what I mean? I
0: think that's a great way to... To describe it. And I think that's another thing. She even said something so much as like, she's like, I can sing. That's like my gift. Like, I don't sing like any particular race. I don't sing like any particular uh, genre. I just sing and that that's my gift. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I think it, she it cre- she does create magic every time. Every time she sings.
1: Even now, if I'm, and we've talked about this. If you're in a bad mood, if you put some Whitney on. It just raises your soul. <laughs> like, I can be in a really mad bad mood, and if I want to dance with somebody, it just comes on the radio or something. I'm like, I can't, I can't not sing along. Like, I know I had, I had a playlist playing the other day, and I had two back to
0: back Whitney Houston's, and like Sean. D- Normally, when I'm driving, Sean will, and he doesn't like the music, he'll like change it and put on his own crap. Yes. But I'm like, I'm driving, I get to choose the music. But you know, I was just—he didn't touch it. It's he's Whitney. You just don't. You can't. You can't can't. touch it. Whitney's untouchable. And then it's like, how will I know? Oh my gosh! gosh. (laughs) And it's so fun to sing it too. You feel just as empowered and magical as Whitney, like while you sing along to it. I Mm -hmm. think that that is part of the magic. It is.
1: It is, and her and her music videos too. Like, oh yeah, some of them like. I want to dance with somebody, of course, but like all the other, like all of them, like she's so energetic and she's got like such a presence. Yeah. It gives you energy. It empowers you. Oh, totally. Oh, also, if any of you are on the Peloton app, let me just tell you that Cody Rigsby for cycling loves Whitney and there's actually not, he's not doing it, but there's a Whitney ride.
0: Oh, um, what's her face? Allie Love did
1: it. Yep. I haven't done I it did yet. Her, I just did her arms, which okay. was like the follow-up to the Whitney, the Whitney ride. ride. I haven't done it yet, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm definitely, I saw that and I was like, oh my God, there's a Whitney ride? Yeah. Yeah. I need I need to, Yeah. I need, I need to participate.
0: It's surprising to me that I never did an all Whitney class when I was teaching bar. Well, I did all
1: Michael Jackson. Something, something to pursue something to pursue for in the future in the
0: future for sure for sure um so she certainly got her start singing gospel with her family but her mom was sissy houston who is a backup singer for aretha i didn't know that And aretha franklin's whitney's godmother yeah i didn't know that (laughs) and her mom also backed up and this is another like loop into my life elvis presley and I was like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, okay, yes, this makes sense. And I mean, that's just crazy. I know. And then her cousins, though, were also famous singers, Dee Dee and Dion Warwick. And we'll
1: oh my God. circle yes. back to yeah. this mm-hmm. in
0: a little bit, I think. Yep. But Whitney got her start. She was singing backup, like, for her mom, I think, in some clubs. And she was found mm-hmm. while she was singing at some of these clubs. But she also started singing on people's albums back in 1978. And I found, I listened to, this Life's a Party okay. by Michael Zager. Okay, It's the longest intro. It takes forever. It's so boring. Okay. But then you hear her sing, and she's so little and so young, but she's so good. And you, you, you hear her spirit through it. So there's no doubt in my mind that she was going to make it big after
1: this. Oh, my goodness. I have to listen to that now.
0: Uh, yeah. All right. So she, I mean, so I mentioned she was founded a nightclub in 1983. So she was 20, and she was signed by Artista Record. And I didn't know, I guess I didn't really realize either that she was actually a model, too. Like, she was on, like, yeah, the cover of Seventeen either. magazine I mean, and other ones. I mean, she's beautiful. Yeah, and she had, I guess I d- did look up her IMDb. And she had, like, a couple guest spots, just, like, very, very small gigs. Like, I think walk-ons. Do you like this bird? Is that
1: bird Whitney Houston? (laughs) Because that's a beautiful song of a bird, and I feel like maybe Whitney is, like, singing to us, just listening and singing. She and, could be, you know,
0: I think her I think her <laughs> listeners can hear that too. So, let's just pretend like this is Whitney joining yeah, us for the yeah, podcast Whitney's too. Just our podcast. we've got Winston and Whitney joining. I mean, okay, so she her first album, again, mind-blown at just the amazingness of her ability. But her first album was called Whitney Houston. It was released in 85, and she had three consecutive number 1 singles. So, Saving All My Love for You, which I'm sorry. I, thought, I always thought that that was, like, a later song okay. in life. I didn't realize that was, like, one of her very first. Mm-hmm. And then How Will I Know yep. and Greatest Love of All. For a first, like, brand-new artist, like, that is – that's not too shabby.
1: It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, <it> honestly is. <laughs> and can we just talk about – okay, I know my favorite song. I think you know your favorite song. Did you know that I Will Always Love You – was the most successful song of all time by a female recording artist. No. And.
0: Which is from she, The Bodyguard, by the way.
1: Yeah. And she's sitting in that chair in that video. And it's just like, like if you just watch it and she's like silent for a minute. And then she just like Bam. comes out. With the, I mean, it's just, it's just so good. It's so good. No one can sing like her now. It's one of those things that always gives me chills. Anyways, she actually also. Has been listed as the best female singer of all time, which
0: I think that could be a very heated debate to some extent. Only because, like, you think about like Aretha. I feel like Aretha comes like she
1: would probably She's... be up there too. So you know, I saw Aretha Franklin live. I wait. I remember you telling and me And it this. was this unplanned. It was we didn't even know. So I was with my mom. My mom had a business. Um, meeting of some sort in Chicago. Uh Uh-huh. And we, they were holding this, like, after-meeting thing at the House of Blues. And so I just came along with her, and we're at the House of Blues, and we're hanging out, and I can't remember what song it was, but it's in Aretha Franklin's. I'm like, wow, that is really good. (laughs) Who is singing this? Like, I'm just like, and then I look on stage, and there is Aretha Franklin singing her freaking heart out. And I was just like, oh, my God, Aretha Franklin's, like, right there. Right there. Singing. And it's, it was insane. Like, it was the craziest thing to just be there. I would love. And not know that you're love. even going to hear her. Oh, yeah. And then for her to just show up on stage. Now, if it was Whitney Houston, I probably would have Piss had a pants. heart. What's that? Piss your pants. Piss my pants. Like, maybe, mm. I, like, I'm not a starstruck person. Mm-hmm. But, like, I probably would have ran on stage and tried to huck her. <laughs> which happens in The Bodyguard, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: not while she's singing, I Will Always Love You. But, um, anyway. Yeah, no, that is... I Again, I think that, like, there is... It's a small contest, but there is, there is still potentially a contest for, like, who... Which woman would be the top. And Whitney, of course, comes to mind. Aretha, absolutely... I'm sure there are arguments for Mariah Carey, but I would argue no. Um, But yeah, Whitney is just... I think that you called it so perfectly. It's just like magic. Mm -hmm. Because then if you think... So her second album, which was only two years later, she had four number one singles. And for a brand new... Two years on the... Like two albums into her career... She surpassed records previously set by the Beatles and the Bee Gees to have seven consecutive number one hits. Yep. Like, she's what, 24? It's, it's insane. I mean,
1: my God. Like, how that's unbelievable. She's actually the most awarded female act of all time. Mm. So she's got um, oh, 170 accolades. to 200 million records sold worldwide. <laughs> and she had seven seven albums three movie soundtrack albums and all have been diamond multi platinum platinum or gold uh, and I th- awarded. I yeah. think Bodyguard is the top
0: selling soundtrack of all time. Yeah. I wish she didn't go
1: to Crack and Crack is whack, Sarah. Crack is whack. Don't you oh my God. don't you remember she said that? Crack yes. is whack.
0: That was Crack is too cheap for her.
1: That is also what she said. That interview with Barbara Streisand, I do remember. No, that. No, Barbara Walters. Barbara, yeah, I'm sorry. Did yeah. I say Streisand? Yeah, obviously That's not. It's okay. You're in the Walters. music frame of yeah, mind. I was. I, I know. Um, that was so sad to watch. I remember watching it and being like, "Oh my god, this is awful." Now, when did she meet Bobby Brown? She was young when she met him. It was when he um, had one of his. What was he in? Was Wasn't his at, my like, prerogative? Yeah, that song. That's the that's only the song that I know. Yes. Um. He was like the bad boy, right? I mean, yes. Um. So they met in 1989 at the Soul Train Music Awards, and they married in 1992. All right. They had one daughter, Bobby Christina. Yes, and you know she passed away after her mother which is like so sad
0: another very shocking situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there were some there were some lawsuits with that one too there um, were in like investigations yeah don't you remember they blamed they blamed bobby christina's boyfriend nick something or other oh really yes
1: oh i don't i don't remember that
0: why do i feel like he died too
1: I what? could be wrong. Ra-
0: no, I swear. No, they found,
1: they found her in a bathtub. I know that, but they suspected foul play. It was the same way they found her mom. But her mom, but she was drug overdose.
0: Right. Yeah, Nick Gordon. Yeah. Really? And he died.
1: Wait, what did he die of? I don't, I don't know this. I'm looking this up right now. Bobby Christina <laughs> died a
0: year, almost to the day, I thought, after Whitney. Right. Right? Nick Gordon was her boyfriend, okay. Bobby Christina's. He was investigated for foul play, I think, and he actually was, I guess, found liable for her death, but he died three years after that, and so that was he liable for her
1: death? Like, I don't why? remember.
0: I don't know if he provided her drugs. So it says that Gordon, Nick, and Bobby Christina started dating after Houston's death, but they had been, like, family, like, before hmm. then. Actually, Bobby Christina was found unresponsive in 2015. Okay. And in January of 2015, and she died after being in a coma for six months. So she had the autopsy said drug intoxication and immersion in water were the cause of pneumonia and brain damage, but he was found, Nick Gordon was found legally responsible in a civil case. Doesn't really say why.
1: This is interesting. Anyway.
0: It's It's basically, it's just a whole mess of tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. And it's really unfortunate because I just feel as though everyone is haunted by everything. Um, It's... It's really, really sad. And I think it's really sad, too, because, you know, as you described, Bobby Brown was known for his sort of bad boy tactics and, you know, lifestyle and things like that. And Whitney, she she was a good she was a good kind hearted person. And, you know, I think relatively straight laced. But I think there's there's something to be said about the pressures of, you know, and influence of those that you love.
1: Uh, that's totally true. And sure. so,
0: yeah, so she found her way into drugs and alcohol and all of that. And I think that is well documented in so much. Oh, yeah. Much. I mean, I obviously. Mean, yeah, you can see it in interviews. You can see it in performances. Um, I mean, she. I just remember she dropped, like, an insane amount of weight because of her drug mm-hmm. use, too. And so I think that was, like,
1: around the time of the Barbara Walters interview that you mentioned. Yep. So she was super super. She looked better during the interview, but before that, she appeared was it the Grammys?
0: I can't remember. I and she was wearing like this black like yeah. a small black dress. I like I I can picture it. And she looked like a skeleton. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. So very unfortunate. I mean, so she was married to Bobby Brown you said what? 92 to what? 2000?
1: Um, yeah 2007 something like that 2007 i think yeah but she dated so many people that you wouldn't know what you know she was engaged to eddie murphy shut up Mm -hmm. for a year (laughs) stop it
0: right when was this um i feel like eddie murphy was engaged to everybody i know right doesn't he have like Uh, 1982
1: 1982 to 83
0: this is before she was signed
1: is Mm -hmm. it for real so it says dang um, apparently she dated Ray J after her divorce Um, wait wait Monica's brother yeah Yeah. Jermaine Jackson maybe okay Okay. 83 Um, Mm. she's rumored to have hooked up with like Tupac
0: (laughs) (laughs) the world will never know
1: and Michael Jackson I think that's probably just a rumor Um, but was she trying to go through the Jackson 5 Oh, I'm kidding. Know. One person that's in here that I was surprised about with the documentary is her best friend, Robin Craw- Crawford. This was a bombshell. <laughs> I, I... What?
0: Mind blown. <sighs> that came out in the Whitney documentary. Yeah. And apparently this Robin girl, she wrote a book, right? Yeah. I need to read it. I Yeah and i think that the way they portrayed it in the documentary it ah, it was a fine line i feel like they chalked it up they talked it up like it was going like it was romantically involved but i think that what to me was most pivotal about the description of their relationship was that they found safety in each other and like like whitney found safety and felt safe with robin and could confide in her whereas she really didn't have many other people around her that she could.
1: Well, the crazy thing is too is that when things were going bad with Bobby Brown, like uh-huh. this so this was her like best friend, confidant, whatever. Yeah. She said to Whitney, you know, it's either going to be her or Bobby. Oh, that's right. And she chose Bobby. I think that was a big hit. Big blow. But its it was weird to me also in the documentary that her brother, Winnie's brother, talked shit about her. Oh, Robin. Gary? Yeah. Yes. And I was like, well, that's interesting, you know, because i they didn't really talk about why, you oh, know? Oh, no, you make me want to like rewatch it and read the book. I'll watch it again with you. Okay. We should watch the Whitney documentary and The Bodyguard like in one day. So speaking of, what other movies has she been in? Bodyguard was her first one in 92. And she was, like, the
0: lead. hmm And here's the funny, I guess, funny thing. Maybe, I mean, apparently they really kind of thought she was, like, the role was for her. hmm And re- the movie actually just revolves around a music artist. She's super successful. And she's getting death threats and a potential assassination attempt if you will she has like this huge house and like a chaotic lifestyle and you know she's just like she does it for the fans i mean she she's like a dedicated woman and the sad part about the bodyguard itself is before i watched it i was reading they were like people are brutal (laughs) they're saying how awful of an actress she is
1: yeah but it was one of the most famous like Soundtrack soundrack all time though, because okay. she's
0: such a phenomenal singer and like they're all of like amazing songs and so the thing that I having watched it, I don't know that I would say she is a flat out awful actress yeah. but I would say she's inconsistent like sometimes I thought she was really good as an
1: actress-huh
0: and other times I was like, what are you doing? Are you this is like a, it, it it is a little painful to watch sometimes. So, I don't I don't know if it was had to do with like the order in which things were filmed because you know, it's not filmed from start to finish. Most things are not. And so maybe it's just like comfort in front of the mm-hmm, camera like mm-hmm. that. I have no idea. But at the same time, I just think that, you know, it also may have been difficult because she was like her, her life and lifestyle were on
1: Display. Display. Right. I mean,
0: she was basically portraying herself. Right. So, so yeah. So, but I thought, I mean, I thought it was a good movie. It was a lot longer than I expected, though. You got to, like, pause for bathroom breaks. Why? How long is it? It's over two hours, I think.
1: (laughs) Oh, I mean, these, yeah.
0: But that was a 92 movie. That's not, like, a
1: present-day movie. Yeah. You know? So, like, we started watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood oh and that movie is over three hours yes so we only got through half of it but we'll need to talk about that movie too yeah um anyway once you're done it's kind of slow to pick up but so how many awards did she win because i know we were talking about like her being so famous and all the stuff that you know well
0: she's won a ton of awards what did you say before feel like you dropped like over a hundred something something oh she is sold over like oh she's sold over yeah yeah she's won six grammys i we pulled this from whitney six grammys is insane see i thought it would be more i don't know why but she also had like 22 american music awards and many many others so again she has won ridiculous awards and we know that she you know created a huge splash when she came into the scene in 85 for the billboard number one awards she won in 85 for new black artists and new pop artists uh-huh. and she also that year won the NAACP image awards outstanding new artist oh, wow and that's a brand new person like brand new um but she won so many awards across Like MTV, People's Choice, um, more Billboard Music Awards, uh, a lot of different ceremonies and things Uh like that for so many of her favorite songs. I mean, like, you name a song, like, she's probably won a bunch of awards for that. And some of it is, like, related to music videos, too.
1: Right. Yeah, and I told you, I love her music videos. I know. They're just amazing, you know. So, yeah, we talked about The Bodyguard. She went on to do other movies, like Waiting to Exhale I never saw that one. I did see that. I haven't seen her other ones, like The Preacher's Wife. I I did see that with Denzel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was
0: it good? I feel like I remember it being a decent movie. Like, I, it didn't strike me as being an awful movie. I would rewatch that, for sure. So Cinderella
1: is on here. I think I remember that. She was the
0: fairy godmother. Yeah. This is just like a TV movie. Like, yeah. I don't know if it was on Disney. I don't remember what it was on, but... It, that came out late 90s, and I, I may have watched that because I
1: vaguely recall seeing her in it. Yeah. And then Sparkle, and I, I do feel that was not good. <laughs> I do remember that not being good. I remember the name of it. Like, when I see it here, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: that. But what? What was that? I mean, oh, that was God. 2012, so
1: that was released right yeah. after or right before she uh, died. So it was with um, Jordan Sparks. Oh, that American Idol girl, right? And, yeah, and her mom was Whitney Houston. Oh. It was something like she, Jordan Sparks, like be- had a beautiful voice, and you know she was great, a great artist, but she was afraid to perform her songs in public because her mom, who was Whitney Houston um had a career who you know didn't go so well and so that's the premise of the story but
0: oh so Whitney was like trying to save her from the hardships that she would (sighs) encounter
1: maybe maybe or maybe Jordan Sparks was scared to start her career because of her mom's path or whatever Mm. anyway okay it's not a good movie (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't have expected it to be, to be honest. But yeah, I do remember watching it and thinking, this is not a good movie. It is what it is, It right? is, exactly.
0: So, obviously, the music is the thing. Did you know she's going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame oh, this year? That's amazing. I honestly thought it would be sooner that she would be inducted. But at the same time, like, I think that... I always think it's so weird every time they come up with a list for those who are going to be inducted. Like, she's being inducted with Notorious B.I.G.
1: Which is... Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I I think he's deserving of it. But, like, didn't you say Nine Inch Nails? He is also being inducted this year. This is year. so
0: weird. And the Doobie Brothers from, like, I, mean, I don't know, the 50s and 60s or whatever? There's no Maybe comparison, 70s, right? Well, but that's the thing. I'm like, so... I know that you have to be nominated. I know that there's like a whole list of people to be nominated. I think like Guns N' Roses or Kiss—they were just finally inducted too.
1: Okay. Fine.
0: So anyway, I mean, obviously it's a huge deal, and I guess that is supposed to be happening in November of okay. this year. Okay. So yet to be, but they've been—they've been announced. You can order your T-shirt of the 2020 inductees <laughs> if Hopefully you want. Hopefully that
1: doesn't get postponed with everything else. Oh my
0: god. Actually, they're open. Um, I saw that they were selling tickets like to the actual exhibits in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's exciting there. But she's in, like, the Grammy Hall of Fame already for I Will Always Love You. hmm And the R&B Hall of Fame and Georgia Music Hall of Fame. Okay. And New Jersey Hall of Fame. Oh, I get the New Jersey one now because she was born there. Duh. I did not, (laughs) I did not get that before. I was like, this seems really random.
1: Like, New Jersey? What? Why? New Jersey has a Hall
0: of Fame? Like, does Illinois have a Hall of
1: Fame? Like, what's going on? Or Wisconsin? Right. Weird. It's totally weird. Was there anything else from the documentary that you thought was, that you learned about or... I thought that
0: the whole um, Robin situation was really surprising, but I think, and I don't know, is it too much? I guess we'll we'll put it this way. If uh-huh. you don't want to hear the spoilers, you can hear the fireworks. If you don't want to hear the spoilers, maybe fast forward for like five minutes or something.
1: I mean, I still think it's worth watching.
0: 100%. Mm-hmm. 100% regardless. But that whole Robin situation is shocking, Maybe, I don't know, shocking sounds like too, like, appalled. I'm not appalled by it. It's just just, surprising. It was surprising. It was surprising. It was like it seemed out of left field because that was never anything portrayed. She was so in the news for Bobby Brown and Bobby Christina and drugs and all that stuff. But the other thing that
1: really struck me. I know where you're going with this. Was her cousin. Yeah. Dee Dee Warwick. Yeah, so her brother was saying that Robin, like, that she was confused. And, okay, you know, that, like, Robin, it was like a confusing relationship and basically that Robin was taking advantage. Anyway, long story short, then her, I can't remember if it was her aunt or her assistant or someone who she was close to, came out and said that... Whitney was confused about her sexuality because she was abused by a family member, sexually abused by a family member. Mm -hmm. And when the interviewer asked who was that family member, it was this, it was Dee Dee Warwick. Yeah. Because apparently when they were young, the parents left the kids with the cousins to go, um, go on tour and you know work and stuff and oh my god i just i cannot I
0: now can't. okay so apparently grain of salt because this was in fact introduced during the documentary and it was also stated that like by gary i think he also confirmed that but like sissy houston she refuted it Dion warwick Dee sister also refuted it even Robin said that it didn't happen like in Robin's book apparently she says that she's like Whitney would have told me if it had happened which mm-hmm. I mean I guess it depends like where your relationship is at that point it's obviously an extremely sensitive topic mm-hmm. but yeah that was where that was where the allegations came out in the Whitney documentary Uh, That was in 2018. And it was apparently that Warwick molested. She was, you know, a decade or plus older than Whitney and her brother. And that she molested both of them. So, I mean, certainly there are hardships that, you know, you encounter throughout life. Mm -hmm. And I guess you figure out a way to get through it. I don't know. It was just that was like. Like, um, I remember we were it was sitting, sitting there a, watching it. It like, was like a what? bomb dropped.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: We may have paused the movie to discuss.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely.
0: And I think, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that we like had to like stop and regroup. Because we were like, what? What is going on? That was something that we really did not expect to learn from that no. documentary. And did it you- was like, what?
1: You're saying that that bomb was dropped in the documentary for the first time? I didn't know that. Okay. Mm -hmm. The
0: the hard part, too, of course, is that half of the parties that are supposedly the allegations are related to are not here anymore. Right. So they can't speak to it. And I think even if it were true, like, why would, like, Whitney maybe wouldn't have wanted to talk about it.
1: Well, of course she didn't want to.
0: I mean, that has to, like,
1: fuck you up. Yeah, for sure, like for real. You know, who I kind of felt bad for in the documentary. Who her mom? Oh sissy! When she was when they had her in the church and it was empty and she was talking. I mean, my heart broke for her. I, I feel like I'm probably started crying. Yeah, just listening to it her was talk. so
0: emotional. I mean, she could barely talk at one point.
1: It was so emotional. Yeah, her song. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I actually didn't mean to do it, but I did. I did. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song? I would probably have to
0: say, I'd have to go with I Want to Dance with Somebody. Mm -hmm. But there are, like, too many. Because, as we we said before, it's like anytime you hear a song, like, you just can't not sing it. Yeah. Like, how will I know? I'm mean, so emotional. Oh my God. How will this I know? Is I so think funny is... because
1: I was just gonna say that my favorite is "I Want to Dance with Somebody" and my runner-up is "How Will I Know." <laughs> and that's not planned, ladies and gentlemen. No, that is we didn't not write planned. anything down. Yeah,
0: and again, it's like "I Will Always Love You," Sarah. They are just so chill. It's bone-chillingly good mm-hmm. music and just inspirational yep. and like the voice of an angel on that one.
1: No, I know. It's so sad how everything ended and, you know, I don't know. I feel like these great artists have, like, these very sad stories sometimes, you know. Yeah,
0: I agree. I mean... And the thing is, there's a, I think there's always a wonder, like, a nature versus nurture. Are people so good because they went through these hardships? And, like, how does that impact them to really kind of want to push and strive for something different to change, right. Right. you know, their direction in their life? And, I mean, it's all speculation for sure. But, I mean, certainly she's overcome a lot. But there is a part of me that uh, you could make the argument easily that she brought some of it upon herself. Like what? Well, like the Bobby Brown. Situation, you know, and it's like it's like once you once you step across that line, yeah, the drugs, the alcohol. I mean, she could have gotten help. I think she tried eventually to get help, but addiction is like it's a disease, and it's difficult to overcome without the the correct support. And I think the hard part too was she. I think. Probably more than anything just wanted to be loved and wanted to be a success. And also really – and this is what I find interesting parallel between The Bodyguard, the movie, and Whitney herself is that I just think she really wanted everyone to feel amazing. Like Mm -hmm. she put her heart and soul into everything. And – I mean, you ask anyone, I could not tell you everyone who sang the Star Spangled Banner, but the only person that I can tell you is Whitney Houston, because she sang it so iconically that, you know, I, I, like, that's what you think of, and she's rocking out, and, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I know, like, And her hair is amazing. Her hair is amazing. She's got that white, like, tie-up. She's got her white tracksuit on, and she's, like, all, like, cute and boppy and, like, that's
1: exactly it she's boppy (laughs) yes kind of sweaty a little yes it was like so good so real and i appreciate the big hair because (laughs) lord knows my hair by comparison i mean my hair is huge these days in this humidity it is just curly and huge. You know,
0: this this is like the only time that I've seen you with curly hair. Oh, is. yeah.
1: COVID has like, yeah. it's taken a whole new, it's taken, it's actually, it's, it's actually, I should actually like name it. It's like its own being at this point. <laughs> so I appreciate her like huge curly hair because I'm like, oh, kind of like my huge curly hair. Oh, but. God.
0: She's great. yeah, she's great. So do we want to go back to this so delicious this wine? wine?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, you know I've been I've been feeling like it's opening up a little bit. I I'm, I'm do- picking
0: up on some of the oak a little bit more, like just a little bit like
1: slightly vanilla. There is definitely vanilla notes. It's deep, it's dark, it's smooth, <sighs> it's tannin, it's berry. You've got the oak, the little bit of the oak like you said. Yeah. Um I still get that cassis. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's California it's 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 good California is what it is.
0: Good Central you Coast. Know? I mean Petit yeah. Furdeaux and Petit Syrah are two grapes that you kinda of ballsy. Yeah, they're they are kind of a bowl choice, but Dow I mean they have so many different wines and A lot of their wines, Sarah, I don't think we mentioned it, they're, like, upwards of, like, $80. Yeah. Upwards of, like, $100. Yep. And so this is certainly one of their least expensive ones, but I'd say a a very bold choice and a very – I mean, a very good choice, I think. I like the Petites. I I agree.
1: I like the Petites, too. I mean – I think these are underrated grapes, for sure. I was going to say, they're not petite in taste. No.
0: And that was the whole thing with the Petite Petite way back when. like. It is really it, it's a bold wine so it's not for the faint of heart by any means but it's like if you like a deep voluptuous dark red wine voluptuous I like mm-hmm. that yeah this <laughs> is it this is it
1: yeah i agree i think it's you know for 40 you know it depends on what you're looking for, for um for a california wine but i do think that this is definitely a good option and um, you know, when I look at like the winemakers notes and they talk about leather and cigar box and all of that, I feel like there definitely is some of those elements. But yeah, I mean, it's enjoyable. It's a good it's 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 a it's a well done wine. Yeah, it's it's powerful. I agree. It is. Po- I agree. It is powerful. And they talk about opulence and structure. And I think that's totally has the, all of that. Oh,
0: for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, DB peeps, thanks for tuning in. And yes, hopefully, you get to share some Whitney. Hopefully, you had a glass, and maybe it'll help have you singing melodies.
1: Maybe you need to go <laughs> dance with somebody now. I'm not sure, but how will I know? I know. I'm just not sure. Drink I a glass. just get so emotional thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> So, wow, we are such nerds. I love it. All right, guys. Your neighbors are like,
0: what are these girls talking about?
1: Anyways, thank you for joining us, and um, thank you for joining, joining, welcoming Winston into the Mm -hmm. DBP family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at DBP Cheers
1: or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to DBPCheers at gmail.com. Until next time, cheers from the girls of DBP.